0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Locked On Seminoles. Today, we are going to talk about why Las Vegas has finally started to show Florida State some respect in its showdown with LSU down in the bayou this September. We got a great show for you today. We're going to look at that matchup, and then we're going to go right over to talking about Florida State's draft. Their draft. Their draft. Mm. We'll talk about that too. We got a great show for you all day. Let's get it underway.
1: You are locked on Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Folks, thank you for being here today. We love you. We appreciate you. We care deeply about each and every one of you. And while we may just be people on the screen to you, we're fans first, we're people second, podcasters third, and the support really does mean the world to us. So thank you for all of you that have taken the time to subscribe. If you're here for the first time, we'd encourage you to do so if you like the content. And uh, make sure you like the individual video and leave some comments down below for next week's Mailbag Monday, because Mailbag is really just the best time of the week, especially yep. in the off season. But Dave, I think we need to get to the topic du jour. A set of lines came out of Vegas today that have Florida State as a three and a half point underdog to the LSU Tigers. Now, you and I, in a previous life, used to dabble a bit in the wagering, and yep. I like to think we knew quite a bit about it. We are playing LSU essentially as an away team. We're playing in New Orleans. Yep. Against the Tigers, like it doesn't get more hostile than that. So a three and a half point spread is essentially a pick', em because you'll see I think it's typically a three-point adjustment for the home team, so that's yep. just a little tip for you. If you ever see the home team at less than a three-point favorite, that means Vegas is essentially saying on a neutral field, that team loses. But because they're at home, they'll give them a kicker. Dave, we're going to dive into some stats on it. We're going to kind of break down the matchup, but just hop line. Why do you think Vegas feels like this is such an even matchup?
1: Well, I think it has to be, I think it has more to do with LSU than giving respect to FSU. In my opinion, like this is an LSU team that, you know, say what you want about coach. the like I had 31 players drafted in the last three years. Um, they had 10 guys drafted in this last last draft after they had a, what was it? Six and seven season,
0: uh, seven and six, I believe
1: whatever it was yeah, it wasn't I, a great anyway. wasn't a great year they had a ton of talent leave they've had talent at every level of the offense and defense leave over the last 3 years including this past year and
0: there's just as many question marks for
1: that LSU team as there are for this FSU team if not more
0: well i think there's a lot more and and here's why your greatest strength is typically your greatest weakness so Coach O had 33 players drafted in the past three years, or four years. Four years or three years? 31 in the last three years. 31 30. in the last three years. Oh. Ten of those were last year. Yeah. You have a team that just won seven games because they didn't care. They legitimately just stopped caring. And now you take ten NFL players off that roster, it's like – that sets them up for regression. And I know everyone in LSU country wants to believe, Hey, 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 no, no, we're, we're actually going to be better. We got Brian Kelly. Look what he did with Notre Dame. Uh, You know, we've got the transfer from um, Arizona state miles. Brennan is back, but that's just what LSU fans are going to have to tell themselves to go to sleep at night. I mean, the reality is our team does two things. Well, Dave, our team runs well, and our team is explosive. What they don't do well is the stuff between the explosion. I uh, I will be the first to admit that. But when I look at LSU next to us, LSU is bad at every defensive rush and explosiveness stopping metric. And again, this is on a team with 10 players now in the NFL. How many of those were on defense, Dave?
1: Uh, you had both their starting corners, D-tackle, linebacker, D-end leave.
0: Okay, so So, you had three of their front seven are gone in a defense who last year had a defensive stuff rate of? Not great. I'll preview that for you. That minus one, that was 33% worse than Florida State's. This front seven at stopping runs at the line of scrimmage was 33% worse than Florida State's. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, did you watch our defense try to stop the run last year? This team is substantially worse, and half of their front seven is now playing in the NFL. And by the way, they were that bad with three NFL draft picks playing in their front seven. So that gives me some confidence that this team could really do some stuff up front. I want to say if we can open the holes, but we've also seen Alex Atkins has a way of creating motion at the line of scrimmage and creating blocking opportunities even when a guy's overmatched. So that part of the matchup is interesting to me.
1: Yeah, you take away, like, the stat. You can't just take away the stats. But it, if you step back from it to a simpler way to look at it, like, if I'm an LSU fan, I probably feel better, like, going forward with a coach like Brian Kelly, who has proven success, despite not being able to do it on the real, real big stage, uh, than I would about, like, a lot of the Florida schools, for example. Like, even more Cristobal, to me, like, Miami fans think he's the second coming up price. Like, he's no Brian Kelly. He's not. Um, so, but these LSU fans are having to sell themselves on an awful lot of just kind of huffery. Like there is, there's nothing proven about this LSU team going into this year and at the most important position on the field, like you mentioned, there's a big old question mark. At at least we know who our starting quarterback is Uh, Brian Kelly, for him to have, for him to win eight, eight games in the sec West with that LSU roster next year would be one of the best coaching jobs of his career. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know that I expect LSU to have a better season even than Florida State, like even taking away the conference factors.
0: Yeah. And look, you're bringing in a guy in Jaden Daniels who played 408 plays at quarterback last year and was like 83rd in the nation in expected the accuracy added as a passer. Yeah, I mean, you know, which is a a wonky advanced metric. I'm still building my stats database, as you know, Dave, and uh, I haven't imported every player's raw stats. I've got all of ours, and then I've got the advanced stats at QB. You also have Miles Brennan, who I'm going to pull up his stats real quick, but who is, I want to say splashy but unproven. Um, Oh, sorry, he spells it with a Y because, of course, he does yes why why wouldn't you um you look at him last year and he was 79 of 131 only played in three games uh 60 completion 11 tds three picks so those are not bad stats by any means right but we still haven't heard if he's going to be completely better um His best game came against uh, Vanderbilt. His second best game came against Missouri. And his only other game game played came in a 44 to 34 loss against Mississippi State, where I don't know if you all remember that, but that was like Mike Leach was Mike Leach. And I guess that just that game drained all of his power and he stopped being Mike Leach. But that was the weird game where I think each team threw for 500 yards (laughs) because Mississippi State had no pass defense. So we don't know what to make of him. Jaden Daniels is a huge question mark. And, yeah, I I just I, I guess I'm not surprised that Vegas is signaling that this is a three and a half point game. I do think it is a statement of the state of our program that we are still like neutral field underdogs to this team because I don't. Know you know am I being too much of a homer here? I just I don't see it with LSU and, and our team has all the indicators of a team that's going to be better. I,
1: I almost feel like giving our team a three and a half point edge and in a basically a or a three and a half point um, under I don't I don't know what that disadvantage in a yeah. true road game basically is probably saying something about respect for the logo that lately we haven't really deserved because like we said. Um, this LSU team recently has won a national championship. They've had a ton, a ton of professional talent. Like, like last year's team record-wise was bad, but had way more NFL talent than almost every single FBS team. Um, so yeah. I, I don't know. Like, is that saying that the logo still, they expect it to start bearing some weight? I, I don't know. I, I kind of think so because just look at the two teams recently. LSU has been a lot better, a lot more stable, and a lot more competitive in a lot more difficult conference and division. Uh,
0: You know, I don't. uh, I would disagree with that statement, and I will. I will tell you why in just a moment. First, I do want to tell you all about the only food you should be eating to get your workout on, and that's Built Bar. Y'all know the deal. Built Bar before your workout. Built Bar after your workout. Built Bar during your workout. Built Bar in a day you didn't work out, folks. It doesn't matter. You need protein to keep your body going. And Built Bar has got you covered in that situation. Their bars have 17 grams of protein. They've got five grams of carbs and five grams of sugar. That is impeccable in the ratio department. And you deserve an impeccable ratio to start your day or end it, depending on what you want to do. But go to built.com Despite inflation, they're still giving you 15% off. I think they should raise the price because I'd still pay it, but they're going to give you 15% off with promo code LOCKED15. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for your 15% off. All right, I'm talking about built bar over here, and I do eat my built bars, but it's become this bad tradition where I go grocery shopping on Monday or Sunday, and I just. Like, I guess this isn't that bad compared to other people, but I buy like one six pack and then I I find myself just drinking one every time we record. So I got to keep the label turned for copyright reasons. Now that Uh, now we've got a thousand subscribers, they check it. We got like three videos flagged. I don't know if you saw that, but. um, Wonderful. I did not. And that is that makes makes
1: me feel good. Like
0: they were the ones where I was doing film breakdowns. Right. The the ACC network flagged us. So thank the ACC network folks. Anyway, uh, probably going to get this one flagged for saying that. So what I was going to say, Dave, is is I, I disagree with that statement. Not that your premise is wrong or your facts are wrong. It's just like this was a team that had a lot of NFL talent. But let's look at the timeline, right? Championship in 19. Then you had the 2020 NFL draft, right? And then now we've had the 2021 NFL draft or sorry, 2019 NFL draft. Then we had the 2020 NFL draft. Then we had the 2021 NFL draft. And Off of that national championship team, 31 of those guys are still playing in the NFL. And guess what? I don't think any of them, correct me if I'm wrong, were giving good NFL grades this year and decided to stay. So that roster has been completely (laughs) flushed of all of their national championship talent. And I'm intentionally throwing stones in my shattered glass house because we saw that at Florida State. For us, the year was 2016. And if you think about it, While we did end up making the orange bowl that year, that was also the year where we got absolutely boat raced by Lamar Jackson, where we struggled against swag Kelly and needed like what a 25 point comeback, I think in that, in that opening game. Um, And it just was, was the first season of like, wait a minute, none of these guys on the roster contributed to the national championship. And yet people act as if, Oh, well they won a championship a few years ago, but things can change quickly in college football. So you look at LSU and it's like, They went fifteen and zero for a national championship, but then they went five and five and six and seven, and all their talent left. And now they've got a new coach, and it's like
1: the one thing I will say: all their talent left. They got that bump that you get after winning a national championship in in recruiting, where in twenty twenty one, I mean Jesus Christ, they had eighteen blue chips. Like that's still significantly more talent, I think, than Florida State's been bringing in in. Every draft class now for the better part of a decade, right?
0: Yeah. So I don't have the recruiting class in front of me, admittedly. How many of those are still there? Do we that's, know?
1: That's probably a good question.
0: Because, uh, but- like, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. But I'm, I, I guess the question I'm asking without asking it is who is actually riding their logo more right now? Us, who's been down, and now we're starting to trend upward, or a team that – really was just kind of an insignificant player in the, in the sec West, which I I will give them as a tough division, but they didn't matter for like five years. Joe Burrow shows up, they win a national championship. And then three years later, 31 draft picks are gone. And by the way, in the last two years, they've won a combined 11 games. It's like, who's getting more logo deference there, that team or the team that had a disappointing year last year, but was again, 20, 20 points away. Total. From a nine-win season, yeah, I mean that's a fair point. But I, if he was you're also gonna, returning all their key positions, like who we, the only person we lost of significance is Jayshon Corbin on the offensive side of the ball, and then the only person right. we lost of significance on the defensive side of the ball was Jermaine Johnson. That's a little unfair. No, to The other guys have, they they matter. Thomas. That's right. I'm not saying they didn't matter, but I'm saying like of the caliber of draft pick, right? Um, yeah. So you look in, in those teams to me are trending like in these directions. And I almost wonder, like. It's just it's just I know what you're saying. and It's just noteworthy to me that last
1: this last recruiting class, which was a transition class for Brian Kelly, still pulled in
0: the 12th best class. Like despite those two years of and what and it Tiger pulled in the 11th. Right. Like like you're going to get that. But what level of 12th was this? Because they're like all 12th ranked recruiting classes are not created equal. The ones Bob Stoops was pulling in back when he was winning, not he didn't win anything, but when he was finishing in the top five repeatedly year after year after year with Oklahoma, despite like always bringing, not always, but you know, he had, what was the stat? He had the best ratio of the odds of like, recruiting class rank to final AP poll finish so he was very he was the most productive with the talent he was getting of any coach in the country those ranks 12th recruiting classes I hope he finished 12th one year we're a little different than like a transition class yeah you finished 12th but we've 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 again we've done this like we have been four years removed three years removed from a national championship or what were we five years removed for a uh, four 17. we've been four years removed from a championship and gotten an 11th ranked recruiting class and got and been like yeah no no it'll it'll be fine which all those draft picks will be replaced by guys currently on the roster even though we only won six games last year like
1: they're literally us are you willing to go as far as to say that lsu is just a half decade behind florida state in the sucks cycle
0: a hundred percent and i said that and you can back me up on this. I said that when Orgeron won the title, I said, great. I'm glad Joe Burrow won a title. I will never give coach Orgeron credit for this title because Joe Burrow and the two coordinators in the booth won that title for him, along with clearly 31 NFL players on the roster. So like, yeah, this to me was obvious. It was going to happen from the beginning. And I think that this is the year where we get to make an example of them and feast on it. I mean, look, we said this about Notre Dame last year and folks, if you're a red-blooded FSU fan, for some reason, deep down, you don't respect Notre Dame. I don't know what it is. You <laughs> right. don't. They just never seem that good. But they were one Cincinnati loss away from being a playoff team last year for like the third time in four years. We would have gotten curb stomped, but still. And we took them to overtime. Yeah. And this game feels a lot like that, where it's like, it just feels like this is a game we should hang in. I mean, it feels like a game we should win. In uh, it, it yeah.
1: would be it would it would be a really disappointing game to lose, considering what LSU's lost, considering they're replacing their coach just now. They didn't know who their quarterback is. They lost all this talent, including in the front seven and in the back seven of their defense. Like it, it would almost be like a really deflating loss, even though it's to an SEC West team who's recently won a national championship. Right? Like,
0: yep. wouldn't that not break you a little bit? Can I give you the contrapositive? I believe I'm using that word correctly of that. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but yes. You're a lawyer. The the contrapositive is like the opposite or something. I don't know. I got to double check. I may not be using that word correctly. (laughs) But the other side of it is you have a chance to get a highly inflated win. Because if you beat this LSU team, recruits... And the average commentator and definitely the average fan isn't going to think about this for 17 minutes like you and I have been. They're yeah, going to see right. Florida State beat LSU. Holy cow. That's whoa. OK, maybe Florida State is going their way back. Florida State's yeah. 2-0. and And they did they beat LSU on the road? OK. And then if you can go beat yourself Louisville after a bye week, it's like that to me would be a huge momentum getter. And, and until yeah, you lose a game. Sure. Really? No, no. Let me take that back. Not until you lose a game. Until you lose two or three games, which will probably happen this year. You're going to have that feather in your cap of, well, they beat LSU. I mean, they're not that bad. Right? OK, yeah, they lost. OK, but they beat LSU like that. That is that is why folks we've had on this program from other schools always say they love to beat Florida State because it's always you beat Florida State. And now you got a team that, again, has lost 31 NFL draft picks in three years. They have a brand new head coach and they're coming off 11 combined wins in two years. And all you got to do is beat that team. But you're going to get like the street cred of if you almost as if you beat a top 10 team because they're called the LSU Tigers.
1: Yeah. And look, just between us girls, we owe Brian (laughs) Kelly an ass whooping, right? We do. We owe him
0: one. We haven't given him one since 2012. That guy needs one. It's overdue.
1: I agree. And we stood out there in that freezing cold. So it's time to return the favor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to sit down there in that sweaty swamp. No, I'm not. I I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm going to go to that one, folks. I, I am a huge Florida State fan, as you know, but life, this is life lessons with Max. Um, success in life is all about self-awareness. And one self-aware thing about me is that as I approach 30, I just know that me and New Orleans don't need to meet each other again. We've met. Yep, yep, yep in our younger years, it was fun. He's a great guy, but I don't need to hang out with him anymore because that's just not for me. So I'm going to stay in Atlanta. I'm going to watch it on TV. Um, and it's not because I'm not a fan. It's just because I value my livelihood, my career, my children, all of those things. But anyway, Dave, I want to get onto talking about our trap class, but first, uh, I got to I, I gotta talk about one of our favorite, longest running sponsors in rock auto folks. If your life is a mess, like I just said, mine would be if I spent a weekend in new Orleans at this age, there's nothing I can do to help you. But if your car is a mess, there's something I can do to help you. And that's point you to RockAuto.com. They can help you fix anything on your car. It's highly navigable, navigable. It's very easy to navigate the website. They have a wide selection. They've got Amazon level, low prices, but with that small business level feel. So, you know, you're getting a good deal. You know, you're going to get it quickly. And with their interface that walks you like step-by-step of what do you own? What's the problem? Where is it? you know that you're going to get the right part for the job the first time. So save yourself the trip. Don't get ripped off by the dealership. Go to rockauto.com and tell them in the comment section that Locked On sent you. Hmm. That's how you know they're a great small business. They don't have a promo code. They just have a t- they have a comment section where you say Locked On sent us. Um, but then I, I've used it for a couple things uh, on the Jeep, and I, they're great. So. Folks, if you're listening to us and you've made it to the final segment of this episode, we'd like to thank you. We couldn't do this without you and we appreciate you. So thank you for doing what you do and letting us do what we do. Make sure y'all subscribe. Dave, let's talk about the, the draft.
1: Yeah, big, big draft class. Yeah. Big Get
0: time. to it. Would you like me? Would you, would you care for me to start? Or would you like- No, to no, me? you go. You go. You go. Yeah. Um, there's so many of them. I need to collect my thoughts.
1: Uh, I mentioned this to Max during the break, and since his baby years had to hear it, so do all of yours. LSU has had more players drafted in the first round in the last three years, and Florida State has total the last three years. We have had six players drafted overall in the last three years. But that's not taking away anything from uh, Jermaine Johnson, totally deserving of a first-round pick the guy that sets the stage for Florida state to recruit the transfer position really well, especially on the D line speaks to Odell Hagan's. Uh, I think his old line continuing to do their job. Um, I know he's not the coach of both positions, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from that though. Yeah, man, we've had some
0: undrafted free agents uh, and that's great. Makes me wonder if those guys made the right choice though. So, I mean, some of them didn't have a choice, right? Kier had to go. Parchment had to go. Um, Jay Sean did not. I do think when you look at the details of his contract, he made a good decision. He's also going to play for um, the New York football giants. So they're not an elite program, but he's not going to be asked to put his body on the line day one and be there every down back and get the hell beat out of him for his first year, which... You know, with, with running backs, it's a longevity game. It's like, can you get to that year three and year four? Cause we saw it with Devontae Freeman kind of fell off a cliff. Heck we even saw it immediately, sort of like, but we even saw it with like Adrian Peterson. Some, like, I think his was on his sec, his third contract, not his second, but like the running back game is do enough, get your big money and then just ride it till the brakes fall off. Like that Unless seems to be. Or- Some Helen Lester Frank Gore. Sure. That guy was on my fantasy team. The first, he was, Frank Gore was literally on the first fantasy team I ever had. (laughs) I'm a 30 year old man. He was on my first fantasy team ever, and I'm 80% sure he's still in the league, or at least he just retired. I mean, I, you know, (laughs) but let me ask you this question, man. We talked yesterday about what it says when you're putting guys in the draft, right? Yeah. Now, most players realize that only two or 3% of college players will ever play a down in the national football league. So they realize an undrafted free agent is still an NFL player. We had four undrafted free agents and one draft pick for a total of five guys in the NFL, not a single one of them. Zero, right? So here's five. If you're looking on YouTube, I close my hand. We get the number of them that started their careers at Florida state university, crazy five in the league, five transfers, You have to think though, right? That is gotta be a great marketing pitch for Mike Norvell to say, Hey, I know you're transferring. We know, look, no kid wants to transfer. It's just the way it is. Like no one wants to get divorced. Like no one goes in thinking, this is what I'm going to do. They sign their national letter of intent thinking like, I'm going to go to this school. I'm going to play for three or four years. I'm going to go to the NFL. And when it doesn't work out, this has to be a good arrow in your quiver to, for Mike Norvell to have that honest conversation and say, Hey man, I'm sorry. I didn't work out your first program, but look what we just did with five transfers. All of them are, all of them signed a contract and are all going to get paid.
1: Yeah. Like we're not going to get back to what Florida state is to our fans until we have like the well-oiled machine of elite high school recruiting classes coming in. However, don't have that luxury right now. If we don't have good transfer classes, we're not going to win games right now. It's just not going to happen. We don't have the depth here. And we don't have the top level talent and if that's not coming from the transfer portal it won't be here we won't win because we're not winning we won't recruit and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy so being able to pitch transfers on you can come here and make it to the nfl is as important as any recruiting tool we have right now.
0: yeah no i i agree and especially right now may 1st was the deadline to get in the portal compliance departments have a few days to finish the paperwork we just saw a big name receiver from texas hopped in the portal you're and we obviously added jordan addison who we spoke about yesterday don't worry he's not coming to florida state we'll just dispel we'll dispel those rumors right now but it has to be an encouraging sign of like oh well they just did it x5 maybe they could do it with me as transfer portal season heats up but dave i i appreciate you rocking and rolling with me today man man. i i always love our one-on-ones i miss our three ways but we'll get drake in here uh We'll get Drake in here at some point this week. So, yes, we will. Um, thanks for swinging by, everybody. We hope that you had a great start to your day. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. And we will see you bright and early tomorrow. That was Dave. I'm Max. And this was Locked On Seminoles.
1: I don't even care for your second listen. Thanks for listening.
0: We were your third, third fourth? Hell, we could even do fifth. <laughs>